You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Y'all, I need help on our baby name. I have reached the point in the pregnancy process where I feel like I have searched every name nerd catalog that exists on the internet, all of the sites, all of the deep dives, all of the creative inserts that I can put into Google, and I feel like I am at a standstill. And yet I also feel that I have pretty good advice on naming, if I do say so myself. I have loved names for forever, and there are things that stand out to me about names that as someone who has done deep dives on the name nerd universe, which I say name nerds with the utmost of um, affection because I understand these people, uh, I am one of these people, well, sort of. I've actually never posted on one of these forums, so I guess I'm not these people. But when I read them, I'm like, thank goodness you exist because I'm really appreciating all of the content y'all are putting out there. But there are also things that I don't feel like people take into account. And I am so surprised sometimes when I watch a YouTuber talking about their baby names and then I go search over to their Instagram what they went with and things that I feel like they just sort of missed in my opinion. And of course, let's have a huge caveat at the top. This is so personal. It's it's art. It's like style. It's like paintings. No one is going to have the same opinion on everything. But uh, we're going to talk about three parts today. So sort of my advice on naming, which is also tied into my preferences of what we're looking for in a baby name. So if you or a friend is expecting, this will uh, be helpful to you, but also it just kind of like from the top, either gender says like kind of here's what Jeremy and I are looking for. And then we will do boy names and then girl names. Because interestingly, I've got four challenges with boy names and I've got eight challenges with girl names. I will explain why that is so it made more sense to go in that order. Um, I shared in last week's episode why we have not shared the gender yet, but I'm also uh, at that place where I just, I, I just still want like the right name in both. I think even if this is our, you know, last and only bio baby, it's almost like You've thought about the names for so long, for so many years, and then it's kind of here and you're you're doing this once and it's like you want to sort of go through the full lived experience, right? Like from your head to your toes. And I'm realizing it's a very similar experience to me from wedding dress shopping. So I thought that I had such a clear vision of what I wanted for our main family wedding ceremony dress. And our elopement dress was like one of the first five that I tried on. And then I just could not find our main, the main ceremony dress. What I thought I wanted when I tried it on just didn't feel right. And we've had our boy and girl name, first and middle name for years. But now that it's really getting closer, I just feel myself second guessing. I'm just not quite sure. And I genuinely, I just feel like a lot of time on Instagram, people are like, let me get your, like, you know, do you guys want to chime in on something? And then they've already pre-created the next slide. Like, of course they were expecting you to say yes, or they've already, you know, given the answer. They weren't actually waiting for the audience feedback. I truly am so grateful if anyone comes up with names in the vein of what you're looking for that I have not found. And 
choosing a name is a big deal. It is for yourself. It is one of the words that you will say and hear and write most often for the rest of your life. When I think about, you know, my sister naming my nieces and nephew, like those are names that are, you know, I don't know how many words we use, whatever, but let's say they're in like the top thousand words that I use throughout my whole life because I have a nephew named Henry and not a nephew named Donovan, which now that I'm saying it, maybe Donovan should be um, on the list today. But It doesn't have a good nickname. I don't like Don. I don't like Donnie. I don't like Van. For me personally, um, and you're going to hear nicknames, is a big thing. So it also, of course, for the child, is one of the main words that you will hear and say and write the most often. And we... We generally, our name is one of our favorite words um, as humans because we love hearing it. So either gender, here is what I'm looking for and factors that I think others should as well that I just haven't quite heard broken down this way personally in my hunting. And I will say one caveat, though I did just say a couple of nicknames that I don't care for, so I've maybe already kind of contradicted myself, but I'm not sharing any names that I dislike. So if your kid's name or your future baby name you know, is something that I say like, and I'm not using it, there's no reason to be offended. There's just something, there is something about it that I love. It's just not the right fit for us. So you may have a little Donovan and you love the name Don or Donnie. I had an Uncle Don and I went to a high school with a guy named Donnie and Van... Van just doesn't feel like us, but I love the name Donovan, and so if that's your baby's name, I just want to be clear up front. I'm not saying any uh, anything negative about names. I feel like a lot of when you're reading also or you're watching YouTube videos on names, there's so much also about what people dislike, and of course, right, because you're weighing pros and cons, and it is good to hear that, um, but then I often you know, see people in the comments like, oh, that's my child's name. And, you know, now I feel sad hearing people don't like it or whatever. So, all right. First category is advice and preferences. First thing to think about and that I think about is your name. I don't think enough people talk about the fact that when naming a child, how you felt about your name and why matters so much. I almost always loved my name. There was one time in my life when I was maybe around 10 that I really wanted a name you could find on a keychain. I wanted my name to be Jennifer because you go through that period where you just want to fit in with everyone and you go into the little souvenir shops and they have the names on the keychains and you would never find Hillary. Aside from that brief period, I've always liked my name because it was more unique, but it wasn't weird. It was uncommon, but there was never an issue with a substitute teacher. (laughs) So with a substitute teacher, no one ever stumbled over my name like I just did the word substitute teacher. Um, By contrast, I have friends named John and Mary, two of the most common names throughout the last hundred years in America. They named their son James, which is one of the top boy names, has been recently, has always been. So obviously it does not bother John or Mary, it never bothered them to have a short, very common name all throughout history, so they didn't think twice about giving their son the same. I then have a friend named Karis, which is a beautiful, unique name, C-H-A-R-I-S, and she named her daughter Hope. 
Now, Hope is a much more common name than Karis, so I don't know, did Karis not like having a name that people mispronounced or she had to spell, and so there may have been a subconscious desire in her to do something different, or she just really may have fallen in love with the name Hope, the meaning Hope, and just not felt that story throughout her life of, I love having a unique name. I love having a name where people ask me where it comes from. So really important thing to know on our baby names, Hillary peaked at around 250 kind of throughout my childhood. So I would prefer a name that's not even in the top thousand because we have a lot more diversity in names these days, babies in the 80s, the 90s, etc we had a lot more similarity. We all know so many Jessicas and Lindsays and Ashleys. And because of that, the subsequent generations wanted to get more and more diverse. So now even in the top 500 or a thousand, you're going to know a lot more people who have those names. When everyone was naming the same things in the top 150, being at 250, there weren't very many of us Hillary's. Now that everyone is more spread out, there are less, the top 10 names are a smaller percentage of the overall population than they were 30 years ago. So now if you are wanting something that feels more unique, you need to go even farther outside that uh, those naming categories. And by the way, if you're not aware, there are prediction sites. There are name sites that will take off of what people are searching on their site as like a predictor for what's coming. You know, with the Social Security Administration, we can see what the top baby names were for 2022. But there are websites that can say, here's what people are searching for now. So these will probably be the top names in 2028. And you can also kind of see what some of those predictions and trends are. If like me, you are trying to have a less common name, but I will also say not everybody cares about having an uncommon name. And I've realized this as I've had friends naming their children. I'm like, oh, I guess I thought everyone wanted that uniqueness, but I'm an Enneagram 4, and Enneagram 4 is like uniqueness. So it makes, I'm realizing now as we get older, we all realize not everyone is wired like us. So that's not a priority to everyone by any means, but it is for me. And then the other thing about my name is that I wish it had a nickname that was was not so intimate. Like when people call me Hill, there are so few people in my life that have ever called me that, that it feels kind of gross to me whenever someone that I don't really know calls me that. I like just feel very, even on DMs, as much as like we can have been messaging back and forth, but sometimes someone will be like, can I call you Hill as they like kick off a message? And I'm like, actually, no, because even my real life friends, very few of them call me that. It's like my dad, my sister, Jeremy doesn't call me that. My mom doesn't call me that. It's been so few people over time that then it really feels like this intimate nickname. And I love the idea of a name like Margaret, even though that wouldn't be on my personal list uh, for our child, but the fact that there's Maggie and Meg and Betty, and there's just so many different things that you can do with Margaret. Uh, Jer, for example, my family doesn't call him Jer. Like it just feels like an abbreviation. And um, I love it instead. Like we have a, a niece named Annabelle and Annie feels like something that her friends could call her by that feels like more of a name. I just love the coziness 
of a nickname and having something that people call you. And I have very few friends that actually have that. And I find it surprisingly very hard to find in a name. And I will also say, not all of my favorite names on my list have this. And that's kind of going to be the, the crux of the matter today. There's so many things that I notice and I would love to have, but I can't find them all, male or female, in our names. So the second thing that I think is so important for me is how it sounds and looks with all of your names. Now, in our case, what I mean by all of your names is that we're going to give the baby Rushford and Collier as a last name. And I like giving them that option of diversity. So if they want to go by both, if they want to go by one or the other, I would kind of imagine that they might shift it up throughout life. They might be feeling one at a certain stage than another. So I run it through how does it sound with Rushford? How does it sound with Collier? And how does it sound with Rushford Collier? So what I never hear anyone else mention, and I don't know if this is going to blow your mind or you're going to think I'm the weirdest person ever, but the way it feels the feel, like the shape that the name makes in your mouth, what your, what the top, the roof of your mouth and your jaw and your tongue are doing when you say the name. So Hillary Rushford, I find very easy to say with the mouth. Hillary Collier is, is clunkier. There's a little bit of a dissonance between the vowel sounds in Hilla and Kalia. La, yeah, like they they don't quite match, but they're not far enough apart that Hillary Collier is just, it's not as appealing of a name. It feels a little clunky in my mouth or to my ear as opposed to Hillary Rushford. That niece I mentioned, Annabelle, Annabelle Collier has so many loops. If you picture visually the way the sound is going through your mouth, I wish you could see my hand right out, but it like goes down, it goes around for the L, Annabelle, and then it loops again, Collier. And that double loop, it feels like your mouth has to work really hard when you're saying the name. Whereas if her name was Annabelle Banks, it's like your hands go loop up once and then throw it away. Like Annabelle Banks. There's just an ease to it. There's also the way it sounds to the ear. And this is predominantly a problem for us with male names, but the, like, Lake is a name that I love for a middle name for a girl, but Lake Collier, I cannot stand the double consonant. It sounds so, it's like crushing up tinfoil in my ear, Lake Collier. So probably you're not going to really emphasize it and hit it. You're going to go Lake Collier. You're like, what? Was that L apostrophe Collier? Oh, no, Lake Collier. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you spit on me? Um, We have a lot of, I realize how many boy names I love end in the letter R. So we have Baxter Collier or Shepard Rushford. And I just don't, there's not a, it just doesn't have a good rhythm. I think it's the tap dancer in me that's just like, oh, there's too much harshness. Just there isn't enough ease and flow in it. Um, I think R being such a hard letter, Roland Rushford just sounds very, now there's a lot of people who love an alliteration name, but it just sounds a little harsh to me. And our vibe is just a little bit more ease. So Roland Rushford just feels like it's got a pep and a jazz to it. And that could totally be someone else's vibe for their name, 
but it just doesn't have the ease that I've always appreciated in my name. Hillary Rushford feels like there's just an ease. And I also struggle with kind of like Lake the hard consonants that you either skip over or exaggerate. So the difference between the name Brett, which is kind of an easy name, Brett, versus Brent. Brent, you really have to enunciate at the end, and it just feels like you're having to work harder. The name feels harder, and I think there's just such a sense of of ease and elegance, sort of, male or female, that um, it doesn't make it a red leather, yellow leather kind of name. Um, Does your mouth have to move a lot for it, is for me personally. Other things are initials. Um, I love monograms, not necessarily like on pillows and things like that, but I just love the idea of options that you can play with the initials in a name. So, um, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker going by SJP or SJ. I know a guy who goes by FE, his initials, a girl who goes by uh, MG. So I love the idea of playing with those, but then there's a lot of initial combos that I don't like, BJ, DJ. Um, And because there's Two girl names that I really love that start with an I for a middle name, Ivy and Iris. But with Collier, it it rules out so many other names. You've got Dick, Lick, Sick, Kick. It's just, it's not good. Um, And then there's the rhythmic cadence of the syllables in the name. So because we have Rushford Collier, you've already got a two and two. So if we went with Dalton Hendricks Rushford Collier, it just, there's no... There's no flow to it. There's no, it's like I keep flowing my arms. I think just the dancer in me, there's an elegance there versus it just being so formulaic. Whereas Charleston Reese, Rushford Collier, has much more rhythm to it. It's like the tap dancer in me. It's like, ba-da-da-da-ba-ba-ba-da. And so a three, one, two, two is much more rhythmic in terms of syllables. And then there's also a sing-songiness that my name has that this is one of those things that it's only if it had happened to you. But whenever people ask my middle name, which is Lee, L-E-E, people always repeat it back to me. Hillary Lee. And it's, when, when people ask Jeremy's middle name, I've never heard them say it back to him. But I think... They've got Hillary in their mind, and then Lee has a sing-songy rhythm, so it's almost like they want to hear how it sounds out loud. And I don't think my parents thought of it that way. Like, Hillary Lee. They were like, Hillary Lee Rushford. Yeah, that sounds nice. But you kind of have to break it down into all the different groupings. What if it's first and, and middle? What if it's all three? What if it's first and last? And I feel like some people get fixated on maybe even the full name when how rarely do we mention our middle name? Or forget the first and middle when you actually take away the last. Third category is names that you've had a strong positive reaction to and why. So really thinking back, what is it anytime you've heard a name that you had a, a, a strong positive or negative reaction to? And what do is there a, a pattern in those names? Is there something they have in common? So for me, it just always is with a boy like that It's a little bit unique, and there's just a cool guy vibe from the name. Now, of course, everyone has a different definition of what that is, but when I think of names that I can recall thinking were cool at different times when I met someone and they introduced themselves are Hudson, Quinton, 
Quincy, Dominic, Brenton, and Hamilton, who I would like to note, this was before Hamilton the Musical existed, I once went on a date that I should not have gone on from an online dating app because I was way too swooned by the fact that this guy's name was Hamilton. Like, it just was such a cool, unique, preppy, Rhode Island-type name, Ivy League school, something that I blew over so much else on his profile, whether I was really attracted to him, showed up at Prospect Park in Brooklyn, was like, this is a no. How long do I have to walk around this park before I leave? And I 100% was on that date because his name was Hamilton. So what is a name that you'd be like... I mean, it's kind of weird to think about your kid being in romances growing, you know, as they grow older. But yeah, say we have a son and he's straight. A girl is like, yeah, I like met this really cute guy named so-and-so. And it's like a cool guy name. And then a pretty girl name, which again is totally variable, but ones that have stood out to me over time as I think back to when I was little, et cetera, are like Camille, Emerson, Jemima, Jacinda, Corley, Cecily, Felicity. They're two to three syllables, very feminine, not one syllable and not usually like four syllables and four so verbose. And I had a friend in uh, the fourth grade um, named Mercedes Alicia Eleanor King McNabb. And I thought, she was so cool that she had five names. Now, granted, you know, I was 10, um, but still just the fact that it was different. Now, I mean, these days, plenty of people have, again, more diverse names, so it's harder to have that uniqueness of, wow, I've never heard that. Um, but even when you think about that, Mercedes, Alicia, Eleanor, King, McNabb, there's like just like a good cadence to that for how full that name is. And then for me, when I have a negative reaction to a name, it's always the the pairing of the first and the last name. It's just like one sil- like three one-syllable names. And I'm like, gosh, I would have loved some variety. I would have loved a two-syllable in that middle name. Or it's those sounds of like the clashing of the k- k- sound next to each other. Fourth thing to think about is their future and giving them flexibility and options in who they become. So I would love to find a name that... Our child has options to play with as they um, as they get older. And I think about six things. Number one, their job type. Does this name work whether they are a creative, an author, like I'll see it on the front of a book, a musician, you know, saying like, please welcome to the stage. Like, does it work in that case? Does it work if they are an, an athlete, if they're on the out on the field and some a team member or a coach is yelling their name or a commenter is like, so-and-so with the score. Does it work in that environment? What about if they are a Supreme Court justice, a lawyer, like someone very serious? It's like the honorable, the venerable, so-and-so. Does, that, does it work in all of those scenarios? Now, again, we've got a lot more diversity in names. So the reality is we are going to have a president, you know, named blue apple bear someday because we have such diversity in names. So on the one hand, that's not going to be as specific as as we age because there will be more diversity, but I still am drawn more to the classicness of what will sort of stand the test of time. The nicknames for me is not only that coziness, but where I feel like there's that ownership of their personality. Like if you are just Evie, maybe you want to be taken more seriously and you wish you had 
Evelyn as uh, as your full name, and then Evie was an option. Or Evelyn sounds too formal on the sports field, and so you like that you've got Evie in that way. I love that. Um, while Edward would not be the right name for us, I love that it has Ted or Teddy as an option. So it feels like it allows you to be like, what kind of guy is he going to be at 16 or 36 or 66? That it kind of gives him some ownership and autonomy over his name. Now, again, having said that, not all of my favorite names have that, but that would be the dream. Um, Then nationality and the popularity there. So I love names that feel British or French. Um, Names that feel Italian or Spanish just don't really feel like us. Like I think Lucia is a beautiful name or Paloma, um, but those would just feel odd when, I don't know, we could have a copper-headed alabaster-skinned child uh, that looks like my husband. And I don't I'm not, for us, drawn to American names like Colton, Savannah, Kaylee, Aiden. I prefer names that 100 years ago, someone in England or France had that name. They're not modern names that we have come up with and you don't immediately think of them as um, American name, but that also means then you want to be looking at the most popular names other places if, if that place might be important to you. So the fact that we would like to go live in France someday, I'm also paying attention to what names are like over there if it's in their top 10, but rare here, which is becoming less common. Um, But one country does tend to kind of lead the other. So it's another place that you can kind of go look. Then there's the generational element. Hillary and Jeremy both sound like midlife names. I am unaware of any grandma grandpas named Hillary and Jeremy. I mean, I guess Hillary Clinton is getting, you know, in that category. Um, And I'm unaware of any three-year-olds named Hillary or Jeremy. (laughs) Like, they are kind of of an era, whereas Alexander or Xander or Violet, you could picture those as grandparents. You could picture those as three-year-olds. Also, I try to picture them at every age. Does this name work when they are three and 33 and 93? Like Truman was a name I I had for, I wouldn't say I had it as in like it was in my top five, but just as I've been going through names. Like I think True, T-R-U, is a a cool nickname uh, for a guy or even adding an E to it, T-R-U-E. But Truman for a toddler feels like a lot to me. Um, I knew a little boy named Winston, and it just was such a grandpa name for a little boy, which again, his parents may have loved. Winston actually is a really cool name because I love the nickname Win. That's pretty cool. Um, but for me, it just feels so clearly like a grandpa name that you're giving a baby. So I try to picture us when we are on vacation in other countries, we're traveling, when they're six, when they're 16, saying this name in other cultures, them introducing themselves to friends, to colleagues at 6, 16, 66, are they going to feel, you know, and, and to the best of my ability, do I think that that would feel like a good name to them? I'll think about it with other parents saying, you know, oh, our child's name, name's friend, so-and-so, Hillary and Jeremy's child, is coming over. Or like I said, that, um, you know, oh, I'm dating someone named. So I just put it in all of these different contexts, walking across the graduation stage when you read the whole entire name, at a wedding ceremony when you say the whole entire name, being grandma or grandpa X. I saw someone say, 
um, I'm going to be Grandma Stacy one day, and that doesn't really feel right. <laughs> she was just like, I feel like I've got a like midlife name, and it doesn't feel like what I think of as a grandma name. So they may not experience those things, but you're just really trying to envision the lifespan, and you're trying to envision their life, not yours. And I think that's a big thing because, of course, there is the reality that our child's name is a reflection of of us, like our brand, as much as that seems like a very modern word, but our vibe. Like my parents chose our names because they felt like they sounded British. My parents have always loved England. We've always gone there as a family. That's kind of been our family city where we've lived multiple times, et cetera. So that makes sense that my parents would say like, oh yeah, we kind of like an English name rather than... I don't know, a, a biblical name, which just, while we are Christians, it's just not really my my parents' vibe. Um, and then the final option is a middle name that they could use as their first name or their last name. So I love, again, just giving this person autonomy over, I, I've had friends who are an actor who use their middle name as their last name. Um, Jasmine Starr, if you're familiar with the entrepreneur world, Starr is her middle name. Um, and it's such a cool name, right? Jasmine Starr, that is her birth name, but it's just her first and her middle. And I also feel like a middle name is where you can give a lot of personality without much risk. Because if it's a complicated name for spelling or pronunciation, or there's no nickname for it, or you don't like the nickname for it, you can never use it. The child can never use it if they don't want to, or they can use it and embrace that they've got a quirky name. They have no problem spelling it aloud at Starbucks. They've chosen that. Um, and I I sort of love that, that flexibility. Then there's the practicality. You got to practice shouting the name. And I think of a name that... I think, is it fun to say when you're angry? You know what I mean? You're not like level 10 angry, but you know, I think of my sister just all the time being like, Henry Dillon, like you, you know, you have those moments. So to me, like Mallory Honor is not as fun to say as Mallory Jane. There's just a cadence to Mallory Jane that flows. Mallory Honor just takes a little bit more work. Um, I love all three of those names. I don't know what it is about Mallory. It does not work with our last name, the the double L's, the Y. Jeremy doesn't care for it. And sadly, it also means unfortunate. But for some reason, I am just drawn to that name. I have to picture me saying it on the playground to another parent who's like, what's your kid's name? And then importantly, I have to picture Jeremy saying it. And there are so many names that when I picture coming out of his mouth, I just think, wow, your wife really chose that name. Like, there's no way that you chose that name. It's just too much. It's too pretentious. Like, Jeremy is just a, like, you know, classic white t-shirt, jeans, nice trench coat, just, like, classic, simple elegance is our vibe. And there are definitely names that I'm drawn to that when I picture him saying them on the playground, I'm like, wow, that is a no. That definitely sounds like we are pretentious and we are trying too hard. Um, You also want to say it with your name and any sibling or pet's names. So my mom's name is Lori. And she had no idea until I was older the number of times that I say on the phone to customer service that my name is Hillary and they say Lori. Now, when you look at the two names, my mom's name is spelled L-O-R-I. They do not look similar at all. 
But when you take away the little breath of the H over the phone, what's your name? Lori. Oh, is it Lori? It sounds like it's the same name. It's more similar than she realized. Now that we have our cat named Freddie, um, while I love the name Francesca for a girl, I love Ford for a boy if we weren't using my last name, Rushford, if we wanted to just do a nod to it. Um, but Freddie and Francesca, Freddie and Ford, to me, it's too matchy. It sounds like we had the baby and then we named the cat to match. A big thing is... Who were the names of the kids? Do you have this? There were three people that I grew up with. And I can tell you their first and last name to this day because every time a substitute teacher came in, she would, I feel like the substitute teachers were always she back then, but um, there would be a pause. You know, you're going alphabetically and she's taking attendance. So you're going alphabetically and everyone in the class knows what the order is, right? Because we do this every day. And she pauses for a split second. And the rest of the class all says in unison, because we know exactly what's happening, Alale Mohajirani. And she's like, okay. And Alale's like, here. And then we get to the next one. And she's like, I, Ayala Benefram. Oh, okay, here. And the last one was Winay Singh. And so I don't want to name that a substitute teacher stumbles over through my life of, of auditions. You're always having your name called out. And again, that sense that you just, stumble before you get there. Um, And if there is a name that I love like that, again, I would put it as a middle name to kind of give my child the option that if if they want to rock the more unique name, that's up to them. Can you spell it at Starbucks? And really, a game that we've played is, can Jeremy spell it correctly or very closely when I just say the name? And he's dyslexic, so he's also not great at spelling, so we're taking that into account. But there's times when I will say a name and the way he thinks it's spelled, I'm like, wow, that is nowhere near what it is. And it helps my ear realize how it sounds if you haven't seen it first. And I think because often we are getting names from, you know, name websites, from social media, et cetera, from books that we've read, we're seeing it and then we already know how to spell it. But it is much, it is also very frequent that you hear a name first. And then final one is, are there two or more common spellings? Now, I don't really have this problem with boy names, but there are so many girl names, like Lindsay, is it with an A or an E? Sarah, with an H or not? Allison, with one L or two? Allie, with a Y or an I or an IE? Kate, with a C or a K? And... Hillary does have that. I always get asked one L or two, but I think because Hillary is a more uncommon name, there's a higher chance that if I am their friend, they have clocked that and they've registered. But it still is odd that I'm a little offended when a friend misspells my name. And I shouldn't be because there are two common spellings of it and they are visually so similar. But I know every time I say my name on customer service, on the phone with someone, I always say Hillary, H-I-L-1-L-A-R-Y. Because if I just say H-I-L-A-R-Y, they hear the double L and then they keep going. Names that are so common, like Sarah, Lindsay, Allie, Allison in my life, I, I cannot for the life of me remember which spelling it is. Because there have been too many throughout my life, and I feel horrible that I don't know if it's Lindsay with an A or an E. Like, I just can't get it to stick in my head. So 
I would love a name that you're not pausing to be like, wait, which, which way is it again, even when it's someone that you're friends with because it's just so common. And then final category, and then we will get on to the names themselves, is what you love. So of course we all have names that are used in family, friends, we knew someone, maybe they were enemies, and yet we like those names. That's why we wouldn't use that name. It's even on our radar because you're not thinking, well, I hate that name and I didn't like that person. You're thinking, oh, I loved that name. And then unfortunately I had that negative encounter or, oh, I I love that name, but someone in my family used it or there's just a close friend. The thing I would really encourage anyone to do is really make sure, like really think through if that name was not the name of that person, would I really, really, really love it? Because I think we have such an instinct of FOMO that you're like, oh, well, I can't use Daisy because my sister just named her kid Daisy or her dog Daisy. Well, was, was Daisy really on my list? Or do I just suddenly feel like something was taken from me that maybe I had a fleeting thought because there's a Daisy in Great Gatsby, but I haven't actually thought of that being our child name. So in the case of Daisy, I already wouldn't have used it, but my sister did just name her dog Daisy. So I think a lot of times in name forums, I hear people say, oh, here's all the names I love, but other people took or other people have and I can't use. And I bet most of the time, if you are really coming down to naming your child, that is absolutely not your actually not your favorite name and so there's less being like taken from you than you think but also really noting what it is that you like about them cuz they still are signs that point you in the direction of you know what you like um so a lot of the names that I'll I'll share coming up are names like that like Quentin I think is such a cool name but it's a dear friend even when I typed it in when I was taking notes here, it like auto-populates his last name because my computer knows it. Or Jacinda, which is, you know the guy Harvey who's on suit, the guy who plays Harvey on Suits, that actor is married to an actress and she was in some show a lot of years ago and I thought she was so pretty and her name is Jacinda. And so years ago, I thought that was a pretty name. Well, I have a sister-in-law named JC, so I wouldn't use that name, but it's good to note Those are the kinds of names I liked and thought were cool along the way because I also think that helps you to not be so in the moment to what your vibe is right now, what your style is right now, what's trending right now because you're naming someone who's going to live to be 100, right? And so trying as best we can to picture where we're going to be in 10 or 20 years, which is really hard to do. But I think it's also then sometimes helpful to go back through the names that you've liked and over the years to kind of spread that out. So I shared on Instagram stories that my the first name I ever remember picking out was Camille Laurie. There was an older girl that I thought was super cool and beautiful whose name was Camille, and my mom's name is Laurie. And I remember writing, I'm going to have a daughter named her name is going to be Camille Laurie. Well, Camille Laurie Collier um, would not have been the best regardless, but it's, and, and Camille, I didn't honestly choose it because I loved the name. At seven, I was just like, that girl's really pretty. She was the star of that show. Like, you know, I wasn't really specifically thinking about the name. Then in high school, I'm sorry, at college, my boyfriend who I was like, we were in premarital ca- like class, we were totally thought at 18, I knew who I was going to marry. Um, our kids were going to be named Micah and Mackenzie. Um, now I wore like twin, like cardigan twin sets and khakis from Banana Republic. I wore headbands. 
Like, it was a very Rory Gilmore phase, you know? So Micah and Mackenzie seems much more conservative at that point in my life. Um, And then after college, I remember Emerson was my favorite girl name for a long time. So now... Micah, I don't love the nicknames. Mike, Mikey. Um, I don't love last names for a girl because we already have two very last name, last names, Rushford Collier. So if our last name was West, for example, now Emerson West sounds like it has more diversity, but Emerson Rushford Collier, it just sounds like a law firm. It sounds like you've got three last names um, in a row. And again, while I wasn't specifically in love with the vibe of Camille, It is much more my vibe today than Micah and Mackenzie, so I feel like it's interesting to see like Camille and Emerson are still closer to the kind of classic feminine fluidity that I'm still sort of into today, and Micah still is that unique guy name a little bit, like Quentin. It just has the nickname issue that I don't think was on my radar. And the last part I'll say on names is the meaning. So I notice on Instagram specifically that people are so into the meaning of names. Or when you Google, it'll be like 20 boy names that mean strength, 20, you know, whatever. And honestly, Jeremy doesn't know the meaning of his name and I've never thought to look it up. (laughs) So the meaning of someone's name. Now, again, I struggle that Mallory means unfortunate. That is hard to me to get behind that. But again, if your child is named Mallory, for some reason, I just love that name. I think it might go back to family ties days because you'll hear that Keaton is one of my favorite names for a boy or a middle name for a girl. Alex P. Keaton, um, Michael J. Fox, still love him. Um, But while a name definition actually does not matter in life, I do not know what the definition is of any of my friends' names. Monica, Laura, Codgel, I don't know what anyone's name means. So I think we focus on that way too much when we're naming a baby, unless you really want to keep leaning into that. Because when I named Freddie, I wanted a name that meant peaceful or calm. And Frederick means peaceful ruler. And then Cappuccino, for me, his name is Freddie Cappuccino. Uh, Cappuccino meant, it was just a name that popped into me when I looked into his eyes, which I will also say challenged my... I would never have thought I was someone that needed to meet the baby first before I named them. But then a little kitten fell into my lap and the first time I took him out of the bag, you know, he was in the, in the carrier because Jeremy brought him from upstate when we found him on our friend's farm. And, um, the first time he sat in my lap, I looked in his eyes and they were, they were the color of a cappuccino. They were a color of milky coffee and that word just popped into my head. And then I thought, cappuccino makes me think like la dolce vita, the sweetness of doing nothing. When do I have a cappuccino? I have one when I'm at a leisurely brunch or I have a decaf when I'm having a slow dinner and we want to keep lingering at the table. So so you're really being present. And so peaceful presence, I think about that to him all the time. I say that to him all the time. I'm like, oh, you're my little peaceful presence. So if it is going to keep coming up for you, then it matters, but no one else is going to know the meaning meaning of your kids' names. And I also love a story name that's meaningful to you. I have tried this for us, but I really can't find any that are working. Like we live on the East River. We're sadly leaving New York City. Um, There's sort of this like beautiful story that I got from from God during time of prayer. We were saying yes to a a child. I was going to share that someday. But anyways, there's like a meaning to this river to me. But um, it's making me get choked up. So I like the name East 
because of that. Like it wouldn't mean anything else to, to, it wouldn't have meaning for anyone else. But to me, the fact that it like anchors us to this moment in our life, but you've got the East Collier and that like consonants again, um, Hudson, we got engaged on the Hudson River, but I feel like Hudson is too trendy. We met on Delancey Street, which I think is about the stinking cutest story ever. If you were like, oh, where does your name Delancey came from? You're like, oh, my parents met on um, the corner of Delancey Street in uh, the Lower East Side in Manhattan. Like that's an amazing, I love that so stinking much, but Delaney is a very popular name right now and it's just too similar. And again, you kind of have the last name thing that, I don't know, just like doesn't feel right for me. So, all right, on to boy names. Friends, I have four challenges. Here are boy names that I like, but the first challenge we have, I mentioned earlier, is consonant. So I'm not going to emphasize each one because that would get tiresome, but one of my favorite boy names that I would absolutely be considering is Xavier, but Xavier Collier has that heaviness at the end. But if you run through any of these names, I'm going to say with either or both of our last names, they just don't work. But for examples of names I like, in case they spark any ideas for us, Xavier, Baxter, by the way, I love an X, a Q, or a Z. It can be at the start of the name or in a name, but again, that uniqueness. Thatcher, Keaton, Rhodes, Roland, Ezekiel. Now, Ezekiel's problematic for two reasons. Ezekiel Collier, you've got that double L, but also Zeke Collier. So even you got to think about the nicknames when it comes to those last name parents. For middle names, East, like I mentioned, and Reese, R-H-Y-S. I think that's such a uh, pretty nickname. So I would say the top three that we won't be using there, but to get a sense of what I love are Xavier, Keaton, I think the nickname Keats is so cute, and Cool, and Rhodes. Xavier, Keaton, Rhodes. Oh, I love you. I will not be using any of you. The second challenge I have for boy names is they're too pretentious. So this is a challenge. This is my biggest challenge when it comes to boy names, is that names I love on first instinct only work if our son is British and going to a prep school with sort of floppy, like young Hugh Grant hair. I mean, this is problematic because we are not British, nor do we plan to live in in Britain. And I have no reason, no idea why our kid would go to a prep school. And um, I don't even think I've really seen young Hugh Grant because I'm picturing like a 15-year-old and I don't think he was on the scene then. So the first name is Cezanne. I think Cez is a cool name, nickname, C-E-Z. Again, I love the Z, but obviously Cezanne as a 15-year-old, like that's just, it's ridiculously pretentious. I know I can't use it. This is the thing. Don't panic if my mom is listening to this. I know I can't use it, but there's something in it that I'm drawn to. Davignon. I can't even pronounce it right. D-A-V-I-N-G-N-O-N. Davignon. I know, I know I can't use it, but there's something like elegant and like, oh, I don't know, Lorraine. No, it's L-A-U-R-E-N-T. It's French, so it has a silent T, which would be so annoying throughout life to constantly have to be telling people it's a silent T, way too pretentious. Ren is a cool nickname, but again, even there, it just feels like he's meant to be a writer. And that just feels like, a little too indicating a personality for me. Menton is one of our favorite cities in France. I love 
name places with meaning and trying to find those, but it's just it's just too much of a name. Menton and what men is your nickname? Ton is it? No, it doesn't work. Pearson, Piers as a toddler, just P I E R S. It just it's too much. Seville. It feels very posh, but I, I, I know I can't use these names, but I am struggling so much on boy names because they just all feel unusable or too common or popular. Silenci. S-E-L-E-N-C-E-Y. Again, I know I can't use these names, but like, is there anything like this that you can think of that just doesn't sound quite so ridiculous when you picture Jeremy on the playground and they're like, oh, what's your, what's your son's name? He's like, Silenci. I just, ah, it's like there's, even as I say it, first I made fun of myself and then I said it just now and I was like, maybe there is something I like to it. Well, of course there is. That's why it's on the list. It's like, I know that it's a no, but there's something I'm drawn to and I just can't find the right balance in between. Again, we do have one name that's our top contender, but that's literally it. I literally have one name. Uh, Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. So I like Tom when it's spelled with an H, but of course it's going to get spelled, when you say it audibly, you're going to visualize T-O-M, and I can't picture a five-year-old named Tom. Tennyson, I think Ten is a cute nickname, T-E-N-N. Um, but I, I was an English major, and I can't even tell you what Tennyson wrote. Like, it feels like it makes a personality statement that we're big literature people, and that's just not the uh, association. And then other nicknames, Auden, I like A-U-D-E-N, but Odd, A-U-D, sounds like O-D-D. And maybe if he's a super cool kid, he can pull that off. But what if he is Odd? What if we have an ODD child whose nickname sounds like ODD, and now you're just like emphasizing that? Uh, Sorrel or Soren? I think Soren is a cool name, S O R E N, but I think of Soren over California. Any other people? It's a ride at California Adventure, but also Soar, like, a, like the nickname for an open wound is the nickname. So, Our style in general, how my husband and I dress, our home, how we travel, is chic but effortless. It's not fancy, so we want something cool but not trying too hard, not too pretentious, um, but also does have that uniqueness. So I would say of all those examples, the ones that I love the sound of the most, but I won't be using again so mom don't panic, are Auden, Cezanne, Seville, Silenci, and Soren. I know you're judging me, but please help me. Please stick with me. Challenge number three is they sound too similar to family. So these are names we won't be using um, because of that, but um, Devereaux, I love an X. Again, it's French. It works as a great middle name that you could also go by as your last name, but we have a Devon in the family, but Devereaux is D-E-V-E-R-A-U-X. I love a name that ends in an X. Um, and I realize where I'm getting this from. Jack Devereaux was a character, I Googled it. Jack Devereaux was a character on Days of Our Lives, which is a soap opera that my mom watched growing up. So when I stayed homesick from school, I would watch it with her. And he was very hot. So no one younger than me knows that. Um, but in my mind, I think that's why I associate it as a cool name. But then also I realized the full name Jack Devereaux came to my head, which again, we're not going to use Jack Collier. Um, but I was like, oh, that's a real person. Uh, Ford, as I said, if we weren't using 
my last name, I think that will be cool. Frederick, the reason I used it for our cat is because I knew I wasn't going to use it for our child because Frederick Collier. So while I do refer to the cat sometimes as Frederick, absolutely no one is saying his full last name. Everyone just calls him Freddie. No one even calls him Freddie Collier, right? So um, totally fine for the cat and why I used it, which is maybe a note if you haven't had a baby yet. What are names that do not work with your last name um, in a shortened or longer version you can use for a pet? Hendrix. This is a great example, actually. We've got a Henry in the family, so I can't use Hendrix. But also, it would probably make you think of Jimi Hendrix, which has nothing to do with us and our vibe. We are definitely not that cool. Is it also an alcohol brand? So like, I don't actually think I would have used Hendrix, but I've had it on my list for a lot of years as, well, these are family names we can't use. So that actually gets me more fixated on it. But really, I do like Hen, Henners, um, and I do like the X. Holland, I love the sound of it. Wouldn't do Holland and Hillary. Um, it's my sister-in-law's last name. We've also got the double L of the Holland and the Collier. So I think the top two in there <clears throat> we won't be using for Vibe is Devereaux and Ford. But again, I don't know if Ford is really even a fair one to put in there. Like Ford and East, because it's it's the story that I like about them. But a lot of times in a name with a first and last name, we're going to talk about some more with girls, you need that short name to kind of balance it out. Like almost like Devereaux Ford is a good example. You have If you have like Devereaux Sebastian, it's just way too much. And if you have Ford East, it's, in my opinion, way too short. So we need some of those short names. I don't have a lot of them. They usually are because of some um, association. So final challenge on boy names is Jeremy has to love it too. The top name I would 100% be using but Jeremy has vetoed it so many times. And I mean, I have really tried on this name or else I would not be telling it to you because it still is my favorite name to this day. But I've tried him so many times over the years to like see if he's forgotten, see if he has a different reaction. He does not. It's Seton. S-E-A-T-O-N. It means by the sea, which is my favorite place. I think the nickname C, S-E-A, is so cool. It just hits that perfect balance to me of like, it kind of feels like that, like Seton and Xavier and Keaton, they all kind of feel like that posh prep school vibe to me, but they're not trying so hard. And C, Keats, Zave, they've got kind of a cool nickname to them. Um, So my husband thinks it sounds like Satan, which it does not. But every time I say it, he thinks that it sounds like Satan. So uh, I would say if your significant other does not think it sounds like Satan, I do not think it does. And I will be really jealous if you use this name, but I also will give you my blessing because I think it is such a cool name. So I came up with a handful of combos. I don't think we're using any of these, but Does this spark any name ideas? I'm going to put up a post on Instagram the same time this episode goes live so that you can come over there and let me know any suggestions that you have. So here are five examples of names that are really within our vibe. Seton Reese, again, R-H-Y-S, Xavier East, Keaton Rhodes, Frederick Ford, and Rhodes Devereaux. Rhodes Devereaux is a really badass name. I feel like somebody needs to use that name. Now, Rhodes, I will also say, is too common for me, whereas 
Seton, Keaton, and I do realize that they rhyme, by the way. I'm aware of that. But, I mean, I'm not naming twins that. Um, there's just one baby in there. Um, Seton, Keaton, Xavier. Uh, Frederick is probably too popular for me as well, which is why I went for, for it with the cat. Um, but it is a great example of a classic name that's been around for 100 years. It is a little bit more unique. Um, and then I like the the Freddy uh, variation on it. So, all right, moving on to girl names. I have the same four challenges with girl names, and I have four more challenges. I have double the challenges with girl names, which is interesting. So on boy names, my favorites are such a clear no because of the last name. So I really didn't, the only names I didn't share with you are the first and middle that we are going with right now. I literally have nothing else because they're so black and white. Like they don't work. We're not going with Xavier Collier um, or even Xavier Rushford. It, It doesn't, you know, work. The girls are more challenging because I have more names that could be negotiable. Like, I don't think they're our name, but they aren't as black and white. Like, for sure, that won't work. So I do have another handful of favorites that I'm not sharing in case we have a girl down the road because they're not a hard no, but these absolutely still give you a sense. So same first challenge with the last name, but way less than on the boys. We already talked about Ivy and Iris for middle names and their problems with initials. Sick, Rick, Lick, Dick, Hick, Kick. Um, Also, Odette is a beautiful French name, but OC, I don't love as initials. Um, It's like a little too matchy when you see an O and a C next to each other for me personally. And then also it's got double tall letters. So the double T with the double L of Collier. I'm so grateful that my name Hillary is only spelled with one L because the double L of Hillary and the double L of Collier is just too matchy. It's too cutesy for me. So even the the height of the two Ts, like Annabelle that I mentioned earlier for my niece, the double N in Annabelle wouldn't bother me. It's when you visually write out the name, how does it look? If you're picturing it, like I'm always looking at names whenever I watch a TV show or a movie in the credits at the end, I'm always thinking, how does that name look typed out? How does it look in different fonts? Also, Odie as a nickname, it sounds like odor. I, I think it would be so cute to go by Eddie or or Edda probably, but I just think Odette, if you have a friend named Odette, o- Odes, it just, it's your, your mouth just, I think the other thing about nicknames for me is I love to nickname other people. And I've had so many friends where there's not really anywhere to go from there. Like one of my best, uh, best friends, Monica, like Mon, kind of sounds like mom. There's not really like anywhere else to go from there. So I think without the the formal name presented, like, oh, my nickname is Etta, you're just going to go with odes. And it just kind of sounds like odor to me. Honor, um, again, the R at the end, but I wouldn't do that as well. I don't think I want an H name. The like Hillary and Honor is a little too cutesy for me. Keaton, I like also for a girl. These are all ones that don't work with one of our last names. Ruby, Lake as a middle, Coralie, which was a name I actually really loved for a long time, and I didn't put it. We now have a Cora in the family, so I wouldn't go with it. But even prior to that, I then realized Coralie Collier is just too sing-songy, and I was really focused on how much I loved Coralie. And then Cora is a beautiful name, but Coralie Collier is just too much. Um, 
Mallory, Marlowe, Merrill, and then I love a double barrel name like June Louise with a hyphen or Lily Grace, but with two last names that we would also give a girl. It's just now you got four names, so like bare minimum, it's just too much. Second challenge, again, a few that are too pretentious, but way less on the boys. That the consonants in the last name and the pretentiousness are why so many of my boy names are out the window. There's a couple for girls like Aureli, Aurelia, Cappuccino, which granted we have Freddie Cappuccino, so we couldn't do that. But um, there's just a couple that are too pretentious. Too similar to family, um, any of the care sounds, we've got a lot of those um, Carrie, Kate, Catherine in the family. I think Kareen is pretty, C-A-R-I-N-E, Kerrigan, C-A-R-R-I-G-A-N. I love Karis, spelled C-E-R-Y-S, and Carrington, K-E-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N. So I love a lot of names with that sound. My mother-in-law's name is Carrie. We're not going to go that route. Um, Cezanne also, I think, would actually work better for a girl. It would be less ridiculous, at least. And um, it's a lot with Collier, so we wouldn't actually use it. But it's got the Z. I think Cez, C-E-Z, is a cute name, but also Zaza. Annie, A-N-N-I-E, or A-A-N-I. Because we have an Annabelle and we call her Annie, it's a no. But I think a little girl named Cezanne going by Zaza or Annie, I think that is a great name. Francesca is another one of those names that when when I think about, I've heard a name and thought, gosh, that's beautiful. I've known two Francescas in the last 10 years of my life, and both times when someone said, oh, my my girlfriend, you know, Francesca's coming over, I'm dating this girl named Francesca, I was like, what a beautiful name. Now, it's too similar to our cat, like Freddie and Franny. Um, Chess is a really cute nickname, C-H-E-S-S. I feel like it's a great example of the kind of name I'm going for. I know it's not our name, but it's feminine, European. It has cute nicknames with Franny and Chess. It's like really close to the vein, but I just know we're not going with Chess Collier or Freddie and Franny. Um, Loretta, I really love, but my mom being Lori, it's too close. But I think Etta being a cute nickname from it as well as Lori. Um, Aveline, A-V-E-L-I-N-E. Evelyn, E-V-E-L-I-N-E. Evangeline, anything in that vein I think is really pretty. Um, But I knew a little girl named Ava, and um, it just makes me think too much there. Evangeline also is one of those that comes up, um, not only is too common now, but is really high on most searched names for a sense of a name that is on the rise. And then I also really struggle with, you know, the way that I had to spell those for you. Aveline, Aveline, Evelyn, Eveline, where it kind of comes back to the same thing of um, the, is it, is it Lindsay with an A or with an E? You're constantly having to correct people. There's just a little bit of fussiness that I would you know prefer not to use. And then um, Jane for a nickname. What I realized is, so it's a, one of my niece's nicknames, so we wouldn't be using it. But when I get to the end of my list here, so because I love more beautiful, long girl names, I don't have many short middle names that you really need for cadence. 
a lot of times if you have a really long name and a really long name, it just, it sounds too much, especially with how long our last names are. Again, if your last name was West or Banks, you can get away with a longer first and middle. Um, So most short girl names for me are too common or too trendy. And I realized when I was putting together those hypothetical boy pairings, like I just did that today, I didn't have those, I haven't been carrying those around as like first last name pairings. I was just wanted to kind of leave you with a vibe in case it inspired any ideas. For boys, almost every name I mentioned could also swap to a middle name because they weren't so flowery. But for girls, the names are more flowery. And so if we are having a girl, I need more middle names because they're just like way too much. Um, Fourth challenge, Jeremy has to love it too. Also just one example here, which is Delphine. Um, one of the Jonas brothers just named their daughter this, or just was released that one of his daughter's names was this. Uh, Jeremy was like, it sounds like dolphin. And I was like, yeah, it means dolphin in French. So (laughs) you were right on that one. Um, but I still love it. And Della, I think is such a cute name, cute nickname. Um, I think that the PH as an F sound is very chic. It's fancy, but it somehow feels shorter. It doesn't feel quite as grand as Francesca Delphine, I think because it's just the two syllables, but the uniqueness of the PH in there, it kind of is the same thing as the X or the Z or the Q, where it just feels like there's something a little extra in there. So then the challenge number five is pronunciation and spelling, which as I said, is not really an issue with my boy names uh, or maybe just with boy names in general. So my first example here, a name that I love is Beatrice. But B-E-A-T-R-I-C-E. I think the nickname B, B-E-A is so cute. Anna Wintour's name, uh, daughter's name is Beatrice. But is it Beatrice or Beatrice? Are you really uh, articulating the A? And I have a friend, for example, named Leslie. And now actually I can't, Leslie. I think she likes to go with the Z. I, now I honestly can't remember. Leslie, she doesn't like when it's Leslie. Or maybe it's the reverse. I can't remember. But that specificity of saying, no, there's a teeny little sound difference that I need to correct you in. Or like I had a friend um, named Alana. And when people were like, do you prefer Alana or Alana? She was like, either one. Or they would say, do you pronounce your name, Alana or Alana? And she was like, either one. (laughs) And I was like, well, which one though? Which one should I call you? And then... Be, it's almost like you've got to come up with, it's Alana Banana. Like that's how you remember that it's Alana, not Alana. I would prefer not to have the fussiness of that. Um, Lake, the name that I mentioned, when I think about introducing yourself, now I would use that for a middle name. I think it's such a pretty name. I really wish that it worked for our um, our last name. But if it was for a first name, I could hear people saying Blake question mark back because that's a more common name than Lake. So if you're like, hi, Lake. And like, oh, Blake? No, no, Lake. And think about those names you've had interactions with where the person is frequently having to repeat their name again because what the person heard the first time didn't work. So again, like Hillary doesn't look like Lori, but really trying to run it through if it's loud, if there's some static, what what part do you miss? Um, Gwyneth, I'm not even sure exactly how to spell Gwyneth right. Gwyneth is in the vein of the kind of a name that we would like. I think for me, it's a little too 
between Gwyneth Paltrow and Gwen Stefani, sometimes names like Celine is another one. I think it's such a pretty name, but it's it's Celine Dion to me. Like, I just don't know how to think of it any other way. Uh, Marin, is it Marin? Marin? It, it, it means, again, I think like by the sea. I love that idea. Romilly or Romilly. Uh, how do you spell Serena? I think Serena is such a pretty name. We know how it's spelled for Serena Williams or Serena Vanderwoodson, um, Blake Lively's character. But um, I love it spelled S-A-R-I-N-A or S-E-R-I-N-A. But you're going to constantly be, you know, spelling your name. Challenge six for girls is hair color, which isn't an issue for boys, but Rosamond and Rosalie, any nickname, any name where the nickname could be Rose or Rosie, if we had a girl that had Jeremy's hair color, which we don't have any knowledge that there are redheads in my lineage, but my sister-in-law didn't think there was in her brother-in-law's, and we have a nephew with red hair. So anything that means red, I just want to stay away from. And I think Rose and Rosie are really cute, specifically Rosamond, I love. But I think, again, it reminds me of Rosamond Pike who I just think is so beautiful. And if she didn't exist, I don't know if that would be the uh, top one. Challenge number seven is nicknames. This is way less of an issue with boy names, although I used the example of like a Donovan um, that otherwise I think is a really cool name. But there's so many girl names I love that just have no good nickname. They're sort of the same as like, you know, Laura, and you can just go down to lore. Like, and how do you even write that? L-A-U-R, and then you're like like on text, you know, and you're like, okay, may as well just add the A. So Cecily, Cess, like cesspool, Felicity, Fell, Liss, um, Florence, Flo, makes me think of a period, Imogen. There's like, you, there, there's things that you can do here, by the way. It's just that the nicknames don't speak to me. Like for Felicity, people use Flick. That just doesn't feel like our kid's name if we had a girl. Um, Isadora, I think, is a beautiful name. But Izzy is such a common nickname for Isabel or Isabella, which is a very common name. So Isadora is different. But then you get to, like, Dora the Explorer. I mean, maybe that's fading out, but that I don't even have kids that I feel like if my head goes to Dora the Explorer. Uh, I think Naomi is such a pretty name. It's not really in the vibe of my other names. I tend to like something a little bit longer, but Nay isn't work for me. I had a friend named Mimi, so that doesn't really speak to me. There's also the character in Rent. Um, Sabrina, Sab, Scarlet, Scar, Solange, Soline, spelled S-O-L-E-I-N-E or S-O-L-E-N-E. But I dislike the nickname Saul. Uh, It just kind of sounds like a Jewish old man to me. Now, again, this is for me. If your daughter's name was Soline, I would say to you, oh my gosh, I think that's such a pretty name. (laughs) Like, I love that. And now I'm going to associate it with, you know, your little one. But I just know how naturally we will will say a nickname and it just like doesn't work. And then um, the final challenge for girls, and then I'll kind of summarize my faves for you, and then I would love your help, is um, that so many of them are too popular. So this is a short list at the end because a lot of the ones I've said for other reasons in addition to that challenge are also just too common. Um, Daphne, Delancey, Hadley. Now, Hadley's probably one that you don't think is that common, um, but if you, again, if you're looking at the lists of names that are projected to rise that people are searching for now, 
Hadley is one of those that is rising. Uh, Magnolia. Magnolia is a good example of a name that's that's close, but it's not really us. First of all, it's a bit Southern, which isn't us. It's a, a nature and a noun name. Now, I do like lake and I do like east, but generally I don't love a noun or a nature name and they're very popular right now. They just don't somehow feel like us, even though I love them on other people. Um, I think Maggie is such a cute nickname for it. It really was a vintage name, um, but it's also just becoming too popular. It's way too high um, on the charts, as is Margot. I love Margot with an X, um, but it's just too popular for us. And also, I just can't... Margie? Marg? Gogo? I just can't find like a, a nickname in there. So putting these all together... A lot of the names end in E, so they don't really make good name pairings. Again, I just came up with these name pairings today, so these are not ones I've been workshopping for a long time. But like Felicity Ivy is just too cutesy. It just doesn't have that balance. Or as I said, I need more short names because the cadence is just too long. Also, I'm looking for a longer first name, and a lot of these names... The middle name sounds, the long name sounds better better as the middle name. So for example, Evangeline Naomi, I prefer Naomi Evangeline. Naomi Evangeline is such a better cadence to me than Evangeline Naomi. I don't know, I wish you could like see me gesticulating. Somehow it just feels like it ends on a low note. Evangeline Naomi versus Naomi Evangeline. It kind of feels like it goes up. Again, the tap dancer in me. Um, but because I prefer a longer first name, I really, I don't have the best pairing. So here's the best ones I came up with to leave you with as an idea. Beatrice Delancey, Jacinda Delphine, June Louise hyphenated. Oh, I still love that one. Francesca Lake. I mean, I adore that name. Francesca Lake. That is not going to be the name of our child if we had a girl, but gosh, that's a good name. Francesca Lake. Rosamond Lake. Again, Rosamond, I kind of am like, how much do I, I, I haven't spent too much time with it because I don't like the Red Association, but how much do I like it because of Rosamond Pike? And if I could remove her from my mind, would I not love it? Um, and Coralie Iris. So please, friend, Come leave me any of your suggestions on Instagram to kind of summarize what we are looking for is it is unique. It is ideally out of the top 1,000 and not projected to trend higher. Now, I realize only the true name nerds will like know what those lists are, but ideally, that's what we're looking for. Um, unique, yet it's classic. It was a real name 100 years ago. It has more of a British or French vibe than American um, Italian and Spanish. It feels effortlessly cool. <laughs> it has good nicknames and a bonus if there are unique Q, Z, X, P, H uh, letter combos in there. So please let me know any ideas that you have, because I will say if it does not match all of these, nothing I have does. The first and middle name that I have for both boy and girl does not meet all of these criteria. Um, so it's just about getting close. And I just, similar to my wedding dress search, you know, it's, I just don't know if I've found the right one yet. 
And I'm not sure if that's because I haven't, and we're going to change our name at the last minute. Maybe one of you is going to give us the suggestion that's the penny drop I've been looking for, or if it's just the weight of choosing a name you're going to say for the rest of your life is so big that you just really start to overthink it. And was the instinct that I've had all these years, is that the right name? I'm genuinely 50-50 and I'm nervous about going into the birth with only the one name. You know, I kind of want to like get the the monogrammed little, you know, outfit or whatever that they the little sweater on Etsy, whatever, with the hand stitching, like I would kind of want to do that, but I just don't know that I'm going to be confident enough with the name going in. And um, that especially scares me on boy names because I clearly don't have another option, but then it also scares me on girl names to go in with too many options. And you know, what Kylie Jenner said, she like panicked and um, chose a name that she wasn't really even considering in hindsight, she said with Wolf. So um I just feel like either way, I would like some more clarity and some more options before we go in. So I will put a link in uh, the description here over to Instagram and uh, please come share your thoughts with me over there. And I also hope that this um, was delightful entertainment um, for you and um, just a fun girlfriend chat and also helps some people who are looking for their baby names, um, maybe even your pet names, your character names. A lot of the people in the name nerds community, again, said with love, are, um, are writers who are looking for characters in books. Um, so thank you for allowing me to spend this time with you and have this one big conversation about this topic I have loved for forever. And we're a few months away from making a decision. And then like wedding dress shopping after having watched Say Yes to the Dress all those years, I I kind of got it out of my system. And it, it doesn't even occur to me to want to watch wedding shows anymore. Like I loved our weddings and then I moved on to a new season. And now I'm not interested. I don't think I'm going to be interested anymore in all the name sites that I've loved for so many years, but I still cannot wait to see what your wedding dress looks like. And therefore, I know I still will not be able to wait to hear what your baby name is. So it's kind of going through the process so deeply when you're in it and then being like, this is just, it's a, it's a beautiful part of life. It's joy and beauty and meaning and personality, all the things that I love. And thank you so much to the internet aunties and uh, perhaps an uncle or two out there for chiming in and helping us. So I will see you over on Instagram. Thank you in advance. next Wednesday.